this edition of NASA Talks. Today, we will be discussing the importance of protecting senior investors. Now let's turn things over to Bob Webster, NASA's Communications Director, and Judith Shaw, Maine Securities Administrator, former NASA President, and Chair of the Seniors and Diminished Capacity Committee. Welcome to NASA Talks. Before we jump into this episode's topic, um, please tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your agency. I'm happy to. Thanks for having me here today. So I am the administrator for the main office of securities, a state securities regulator. We have one in every jurisdiction in the United States. Our role is to protect Main Street investors, our family, friends, and neighbors, the people who live right next door. There are 1.3 million people in the state of Maine, and I'd like to say that every single one of them is my responsibility. So we fulfill that role by doing examinations, investigations, and we've really been focusing a lot of attention on senior issues since by some calculations, Maine is the oldest state in the country. So Judy, when you were first elected to serve as NASA's president in 2016, you renewed the association's focus on senior investor protection issues and advocacy. What, what sparked your advocacy and interest in this issue? Well, as I mentioned, certainly the fact that I'm from a state that has a very old population, an aging population, and a rural state as well, which creates additional issues around social isolation for seniors. But most importantly, the fact that I had learned that my mother had been uh, subject of a senior exploitation scam. Um, when it is a personal issue for you, it certainly sparks interest and passion in wanting to address the cause. Maine has been at the vanguard of senior investor protection issues for quite some time. In fact, it was under the leadership of former Maine Securities Administrator Chris Bruin that NASA launched in 2003 its Senior Investor Resource Center and first called attention to this issue. NASA followed that initiative in 2008 with a model rule on the use of senior designations and certifications. At last count, 30 jurisdictions throughout the United States have enacted rules or legislation based on that model rule. Judy, could you tell us a bit why that rule in particular was so important? Sure. You know, we see people um, in general looking for opportunities when they are, when they are business people. They need to figure out how to grow their business, and sometimes people want to uh, find clever, creative, unique ways to do that. Certainly, some individuals in the industry uh, try to do that through use of specialized certifications and designations. Some are perfectly legitimate and, and important, and we want to acknowledge those. But to identify somebody as a senior specialist or a senior expert um, is misleading and providing information in a distorted way to the customers and clients who are trying to decide who they want to work with. The senior designation rule was very important in trying to help tone down that type of marketing tactic. Another marketing tactic that we um, want to be on the forefront on, NASA has been on the forefront working with AARP over the years are these free lunch seminars. In fact, in Maine we now have free surf and turf dinners that are being presented to folks. So we have to make sure that we have informed investors. Investor protection isn't just about the back end, 
bringing enforcement cases, but it's also about helping people learn how to protect themselves and make fully informed decisions. NASA, as you said, has always been at the forefront at making sure that people have the information they need to make sure that they're asking the right questions of the professionals that they're working with, that they're asking the right questions about the products before they decide that they're going to hand their money over to someone to manage or purchase a product for them. And I, I believe we have, at last count, about 30 states that have adopted the NASA model rule. So I think that's been a, a very effective tool in, uh, in combating this issue. It, it is not eliminated free lunch and free dinner seminars. In uh, 2015, you testified before the Senate Aging Committee, and you called financial exploitation of, of seniors one of the most serious issues um, that that community is facing. And you outlined a, a very innovative approach that Maine took to address this issue. Could you tell us a bit about Maine's Senior Safe Initiative and how it was adapted later by NASA for use by its members nationwide? I've had the great privilege of working with the Maine Council for Elder Abuse Prevention for a number of years and currently co-chair that council with State Police Lieutenant Patrick Hood. In 2014, that council, after two years of hard work along with Maine's banks and credit unions, launched the Senior Safe Training Program. It has been a huge success. In Maine alone, we have now trained over 800 bank and credit union personnel to identify red flags of elder financial exploitation, and then have assisted them in developing protocols to help them report to appropriate government agencies or access appropriate community-based sources and resources for their customers and clients. It's resulted in an increase in reporting both to my office and to Adult Protective Services, and in some cases has actually saved lives. I think that last piece is what prompted the council to decide that we wanted to share that successful program with NASA and partner with NASA to retool it to make it available to broker dealers and investment advisors. NASA has had some successful senior safe training weeks. I know that the program is used by a number of NASA members. So we are seeing an increase in the training and increase in sharing of information and helping to get resources and information into the hands of the industry we regulate. Are, are there any case examples you could share? It's, I'd like to share two examples, if I may. One is actually from a bank. We did the senior safe training for all of the branches of a particular institution, and about a month later, I got an email from the bank pres vice president who wanted to tell me that the training had been very effective. A teller recognized signs of financial exploitation with a regular customer who came in with his girlfriend. They were arguing and stormed out of the bank. She made a report. And as a result, about a month later, that customer came back in to thank the teller for making that report to a government agency because unbeknownst to him, he was suffering from a severe infection that was causing seizures that was causing his girlfriend to become frustrated. She had driven him to the bank to get him to withdraw all of his money from the bank to give to her so she could leave him. When the uh, government agency showed up at his door and got him to the hospital. The doctor at the ER told him that if they hadn't shown up, he would have died. So that is quite an astounding example. Um, life-saving. Life-saving, for sure. 
The other example, I won't go into all the details, but we had an investment advisor who called just to say that he had a client who was being evicted from a home that she had deeded over to her son and daughter-in-law, and her son had died unexpectedly. The daughter-in-law was then evicting her just a few days after her son's funeral, and we were able to help that investment advisor access local legal resources to help find temporary housing for his client and ultimately to get the transaction, the deeding of the property, unwound so she could get her home back. I think that's important. That's the holistic approach that you, that you talk about often, that these cases that are, are coming to you or incidences are not necessarily involving investment fraud, it, it looks at a, a broad issue of senior exploitation. Uh, I think the, most, the case you just outlined it demonstrates that, that it's all working for the good. Uh, and it does take that holistic look. Could you explain a little bit more about your philosophy of the, the holistic approach to sure. tackle this issue? Absolutely. Um, I believe, and NASA believes, that we need what we refer to as a new community safety net for our family, friends, and neighbors. That everyone who has any opportunity to be, come in contact with um, an older individual will have the opportunity to identify red flags and has the opportunity to figure out what community-based resources or what government agencies might be available. So through the Senior Safe Training in particular, we help firms, banks, credit unions, securities firms, insurance producers be able to identify not only the government agencies that are there to help them brainstorm a problem or take action, but also community-based resources that are available to wrap that safety net around that aging client who is struggling, whether it be as the result, as in one case we had, the result of um, a uh, an adult child with a sub substance abuse disorder who had established a grow facility in his father's home and the father was having his electricity cut off. Um, helping come up with the resources to simply help people navigate these issues and help those we regulate navigate those issues because these are new issues. This is not traditional securities world any longer. Right. How, how would a firm request a, a training? And I'm assuming this training is free of charge. Absolutely. The training is, is free of charge. Um, I like to say that we will make the training available to anybody who calls me and asks for it. Um, and it is simple as, as saying, let's find a mutually convenient date and time. You find the location. If you want to supply coffee and donuts, go right ahead. Uh, but we will be there and we will give the training. And I say we because I always make sure that when I give the training, I bring the Associate Director of Adult Protective Services with me or one of her supervisors. And I bring a representative from Maine's Legal Services for the Elderly, which is a legal service organization that provides free legal services to any Maine resident age 60 and older. So important, one of the most key components of senior safe training is to, to demystify adult protective services so that people are not afraid to call and understand exactly how it works. And, and this training is available for, from every securities administrator uh, Every agency throughout the country. Throughout North America. Um, I've worked with some of my Canadian counterparts as well so that they can try to find a way to leverage senior safe training in, in the provinces and territories of Canada um, as well. 
And I have worked closely with a number of NASA members to help them launch senior safe training in their jurisdictions. Um, I was just speaking with Claire McHenry, as a matter of fact, from Nebraska about the, pro the work that they're doing in Nebraska around senior issues, and it's really quite impressive. Yeah. Switching gears to another topic, Maine's Governor Janet Mills last month signed a senior investor protection legislation into law in Maine. This law was based on NASA's Model Act to protect vulnerable adults from financial exploitation. Maine became the 21st state to enact a law or regulation based on the Model Act. Judy, could you tell our listeners about the key provisions of the NASA Model Act and also why it's important for states to have a law based on the Model Act in their jurisdiction? Absolutely. And I am uh, so honored and privileged to have been a part of the development of NASA's Model Act through NASA's Senior Issues and Diminished Capacity Committee. And I'm pleased that uh, Governor Mills uh, actually did a public signing of our legislation. The Model Act, um, I think, already provides, as we have seen in other states, uh, provides a very effective method to help industry be able to make appropriate reporting to government agencies, but also provides them some additional tools. One of those tools is the ability for a limited period of time to delay the disbursement of funds if they have a good faith reason to believe that disbursement of those funds would result in financial exploitation. So we're giving firms tools, firms who are frustrated with feeling like I'm, I f I'm feeling as if I'm a part of this exploitation when I'm facilitating these disbursements of funds that find their way to a Jamaican lottery or a Nigerian prince, we're giving them the opportunity to delay the disbursement and do some investigation at the same time making reports to the state securities regulator and adult protective services when appropriate. In addition, we are getting firms the opportunity to identify by their client, have their client identify a trusted third-party contact. So if a firm were to identify, um, as the vice president in the credit union did with my mother, that the customer or client may be experiencing some level of cognitive decline, if my mother had identified a trusted third-party contact, the credit union could reach out to that individual. So our securities firms can reach out to that trusted third-party contact and let them know that they're seeing something going on. The point of having the customer or client identify is so critical because my experience has been the people that we would expect them to identify oftentimes are not the person that they identify. It's not always, in fact, rarely the adult child. Um, they are identifying clergy members. They're identifying fellow parishioners at their church. They're identifying neighbors, other individuals, because we really don't want, let's face it, our adult children to know about our finances so much. Uh, we want to remain independent and feel like we're handling our finances all by ourselves. And in some cases, a, uh, an adult child could be the source of the problem. Absolutely. We know statistics show us that the majority of financial exploitation is committed by family members. And so it's uh, so important to note that the NASA Model Act specifically says that you cannot contact a trusted third-party contact if you believe that they're involved in the financial exploitation. On our, uh, we have a website, serveourseniors.org, that contains the NASA Model Act and a, a full discussion of all of its provisions. Also includes a listing of the uh, number of jurisdictions that have enacted laws based on the Model Act. 
listeners can click on a link and, and read the actual law, read all the, the details of the, of the provisions, plus there are a lot of other resources there on uh, serveourseniors.org. Absolutely, and the, one of the things I love about serveourseniors.org, there's lots of things, but one is the fact that there's information, not just for investors, not just for industry, but for policymakers too. So if we have policymakers who are listening, who are interested in trying to figure out what initiative might they be looking at, they should check out serveourseniors.org. Well, thank you for the plug. Always appreciate that. Um, and last year, Congress enacted a, a federal senior safe law, coincidentally under the leadership of another Mainer, uh, Senator Susan Collins. How does the federal law differ from the NASA Model Act? And also from a regulatory perspective, you know, what are the next steps in implementing federal law? Sure. So the NASA Model Act really is focused on trying to provide tools for industry to be able to use to provide um, a bit of a safety net for their customers and clients. Interestingly, it does not specifically address training. The Federal Senior Safe Act actually addresses the training. So I often, when I think about these issues for the securities industry, think about a three-legged stool. We have the NASA Model Act, and then we have the Federal Senior Safe Act, which provides very clear uh, information about what type of training industry members should provide to their teams. And then we have the FINRA rule, which also backstops the NASA Model Act as well. Um, Senior Safe Act really creates an incentive to do this training for financial professionals, and once that training is done, provides incentives to get reporting, because we know that early reporting of these issues is what's going to be the most beneficial and helpful for these uh, clients. So the seniors, Federal Senior Safe Act doesn't talk about holds on disbursements or third-party contacts, but provides that training component to be an underpinning for all of the good work that's being done. I believe NASA is going to be working with our federal counterparts over the next few months to take a look at the Federal Senior Safe Act and make sure that if there are additional information or guidance, tools, resources that need to be made available to the industry so that the Federal Senior Safe Act can be appropriately and adequately implemented, we'll be working on those and getting resources out to the industry in the months to come. NASA has created a board-level senior and diminished capacity committee that I think really shows the organization's commitment to these uh, related issues, and you chair that, that committee. The committee recently met with its advisory councils of experts from government, business, senior advocacy organizations, academia, and the medical and legal professions. Uh, it really shows that holistic approach that, that you've brought to this issue. Uh, in our closing moments, could you just share some of the topics that uh, have captured the committee's interest? Yes, I am so grateful to have the opportunity to chair the Senior Issues and Diminished Capacity Committee. It's just comprised an amazing group of people who are passionate about all of these issues. And the um, foresight of uh, I think it was President, uh, former NASA President and Andrea Seit to add an advisory council to this committee was just absolutely brilliant. It's an incredible group of individuals. We use information from 
all of the people on that advisory council to help us figure out what is the next issue that we need to be addressing. So a few years ago, we had Dr. Pamela Teaster give us a presentation on the opioid epidemic and lo and behold found that there is a real connection between the opioid crisis and some of the elder issues that we see. As a result, NASA um, and through the Senior Issues Committee at, in conjunction with the Investor Education Section Committee have developed some resources for the securities industry to use in trying to work with their clients and help their clients as they're dealing with the opioid epidemic. Some great conversation starters that have been developed by the Investor Education Section Committee, but in addition to that, a brochure for the industry to understand and better appreciate that what we're talking about is a substance abuse disorder. This is not a failing on the part of anybody, but these are individuals and clients who are finding that they're having to withdraw money from their retirement accounts, perhaps to help pay for rehabilitation for an adult child, or maybe trying to take care of their grandchildren while their adult child is in a rehab facility. So we have lots of resources that we're pulling together on this issue. And again, um, we're always trying to look one step ahead. What is the next issue that's going to be facing the elder investors who are in our world. Thank you both for your conversation on this important topic. Be sure to tune into the next episode of NASA Talks. For more information, visit us at nasa.org.